Welcome to Kush Chat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Kush Chat with your host, Keon Torres. I hope everyone out there has been enjoying their summer so far, even though we have to deal with the new normal, whatever the fuck that means. But thank you for tuning in each and every week for Kush Chat. And we have an amazing, hilarious episode for you this week with another co-star of mine from the film Welcome to Oneg, who plays Sheila. And before we get to the interview, let's hear the trailer again from the film Welcome to Oneg. Thank you for waiting, Harry. There was an emergency with a malfunctioning blender. That's right. I'll be a century older before they send me a new one. No problem. Thank you for taking the time to see me. I know you're not actively hiring. We aren't. But I typically don't see such an initiative every day. I'm Sheila, by the way. The head manager here. So, tell me, Murray. What brings you here? Well, I want to work for Oneg. Tell the world who you are and what you do. <laughs> How can I not with that enthusiasm, Gian? I am Kristen Booth. I am a New York City-based actor, writer, producer, and dancer in a former life. Uh, these days, as of last year, I've uh, created my own production company called Produced by Booth, where I house all my own creative work and I'm available for hire. But uh, the reason I'm talking to you is because we were actors together. So we're going to get oh, into yeah. that, aren't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I have a lot of questions about that. Is, is Booth your real last name? It sure is. Oh, that's so dope. Yo, <laughs> if you decided to be a rapper one day, that would be like the perfect name, Kristen Booth. Why? Yeah, you, yeah. You can spit a lot of dope rhymes and, and match it. Is that why? No, the reason why I said that is because um, in the studio, we have this thing called the booth, which basically it protects us from like hearing other sound from outside. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. So that, that's why we call it the booth. Yeah. So imagine like if you became a rapper, you would be named Kristen Booth and it's your actual real name. So I'll be fucking Oh, dope. so that's specific in rapping. It's not just, you know, like the recording booth or the studio booth, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not just for rapping. It's also for other genres and music, too. Everybody calls it the booth when yeah, it comes to music. Yeah, it's, it's a delightful last name for an actor because I'm going to go ahead and claim Edwin. I'm not going to claim the other one. But I'll be <laughs> you know, not gonna associate. Uh, and you want to know an irony about that? My birthday is Abraham Lincoln's birthday, and my last name. No fucking Isn't way! That? That's, That's crazy. Weirdo, because my mom said she tried to hold me until Valentine's Day, but I was too fat and cooked, so I came out early. I'm like, yeah, so deal with it. I Interesting. Was, I was ten pounds. Deal with it. <laughs> oh, I was eleven pounds, so Wait, we relate. Really? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was a big baby. Babies. Yeah. Girls, when you came out. No, no, I was just a fat baby <laughs> from pictures I've seen, yeah. <laughs> wow, well, you stretched uh, out good. You stretched out. You leaned out. Oh, yeah, no, Um, the doctor won, like, a whole prize and everything, like a vacation and all that, since I was the biggest baby in the hospital. Really? Yeah, but I didn't get shit. All I got was, like, diapers and shit. <laughs> yeah. As you do when you're born. Here, put yeah. this on your newborn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> diapers in the boob, right? Oh, yeah. Tell me about your upbringings. Where were you born and raised? Um, funny you ask, because holy crap, that's where I was quarantining. This is such a bizarro time. I'm back in New York now. Love it. Living <laughs> I'm from Ohio. I'm from the Midwest. I grew up. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Just... You're my first guest from Ohio. Oh. Make some motherfucking noise from Ohio. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do this just for my family. OH! So they can listen oh, to this. Shit. I don't know if you're familiar. The response is IO. I actually am because I watch a lot of professional wrestling and there's a lot of professional wrestlers that are from Ohio and, and they, they always do say that. that. I think it's exclusive yeah, yeah. kind of to the Buckeyes, but everyone just sort of 
adopts it and then you know you got four yeah. people and you take the pictures with your arms and I don't do any of that um because I didn't go to Ohio <laughs> State I went to Kent State yo shout out golden flashes that, um, that's dope speaking of that's dope that's that's major that's a major that's a very special place to me uh because that's what brought me to New York I went to college for dance that's what I studied I was a dancer um back then it was called modern it's called contemporary now um and I showed up as a freshman, you know, three months before when all of my friends are like, I'm going to be pre-med, I'm going to be pre-law. And then they're like, what are you going to do, Kristen? I'm like, I'm going to dance with zero dance training whatsoever. But oh, that's I crazy. went balls to the walls, blazing, borrowed like a leotard and tights and ballet slippers from my friend and showed up and was like, I am here. Let's <laughs> do this. When, what convinced you to go that direction, I don't, though? Honestly, I don't know. I just remember it happening in about February of my senior year. I was just like, I just want to be a dancer. Like, I was a gymnast and I was very athletic, um, but I, that's what I was. I was an athlete. I played bas- uh, uh, volleyball, basketball. I didn't play basketball. I sat at the bench because I'm a white girl with no talent in that regard. <laughs> they were like, oh, she's just tall, uh, so she's oh, just going to make us look I good. Was terrible. I just had no skill set for that game whatsoever. Oh, I don't know why I stayed with <laughs> it. I didn't, you know, I quit halfway through my senior year. Um, and then I played softball <laughs> as well. Uh, so, you know, the coordination and all of that stuff were there. And I was in the marching band. Like, so there were other elements, but I was never, I never took a dance class in my life, but I was a gymnast for many years. And I, I don't know. It was just like, this is just what I want to do. I'm going to go do this. And so I showed up to college and showed up and I didn't even know you had to audition to be in programs in college. I thought you could just go and do whatever you wanted. So I showed up. That's crazy. Yeah, so I showed up to the audition and got denied. I didn't get accepted. I mean, obvi, duh. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, but then I spent my entire freshman year taking every single solitary, like, um, elective dance class and auditioned again at the end. Um, and because I did that, I got in. And so I was in school for five years total because you start at level one, no matter what grade you are to enter. And every ounce of my dance training came from this unbelievably remarkable, incredibly talented and gifted, like teaching staff of professors that were there. And I'm friends with them to this day on Facebook. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. It is. It is. It's, I mean, you don't even know, like even when you're doing something, you don't know how good your teachers are until you come out of it and you're like, "Mm, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about Ohio. So like, what is it like living there? I've never been there, so I just want to Wow, know. you've never been there. Well, you need to drive across no. the country. That'll take you through it. Um, actually, oh, hell yeah. I, I definitely will. I definitely want to travel all 50 yeah. states. Yeah. How far have you been, West? Uh, Vegas, Salt Lake City, City Utah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been above it. You've been about 30,000 feet above it. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, growing up in the Midwest, it's really cool, actually. Especially, it's different because I grew up in the 80s. Um. I have three younger sisters and an older brother, and of my younger sisters, the youngest has a son who loves, um, like, monsters and horror films, and he he wanted to watch uh, uh, Stranger Things because of the Demogorgon. He was so obsessed with this monster, and the funniest, because it's based in the 80s, I'm not sure if you're familiar, uh, Winona Ryder is in it, and the funniest part of it is he could not grasp why when the kids came home from school their moms weren't home like and that terrified him the most so he had to stop uh, so like 80s are just a different era they're different it's very 
like kind of every 80s movie is what like growing up in Ohio in the 80s was like it was really cool is you know and it's it's different when you have an older brother because you kind of got this like I, I ultimately grew up around a lot of boys because of that, because there was a gap between me and my sisters and there were nothing but boys in the neighborhood, like 30 of them. So oh my I God. Grew up like, it was a cock fest. Like, then you become like there, you sort of learn how guys are and how they talk to each other. Cause they stop, you know, they don't mince words around you because you're like, just kind of always there. You know? <laughs> so it, you know, I, I get why guys talk the way they do. And I understand when they're, when they are indeed doing just locker room talking, I'm not talking about our presidential crap because there's a difference between being insulting and rude and just being a dude, oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. uh, but no, it was really cool. And but it's the same sort of thing. Like you want to travel from here because you grew up here, right, on the East Coast. Yeah. yeah. Born and raised in New York. Exactly. Yep. And it's just like I really appreciate and respect anybody who wants to see something different and try new things, and that doesn't matter where you are. And that was a lot of the reason I went to my college because my college, uh, Kent State, was two hours north of where I grew up. I didn't even know Ohio had a different accent in the northern part of the state until I went there. Wow. I had no idea. Um, it's like, That's interesting. It is. It's that like Great Lakes thing. A lot of Michiganders have it and Cleveland people. They kind of turn their O's into A's. And this girl kept saying, I play soccer. And I'm like, what are you t-? like? She's like, yeah, I played soccer in high school. And I'm like, what is soccer? And she's like, you know, where you kick the ball, ball into the goal. This was my freshman year in my, my dorm. And I'm like, oh, you mean soccer? Okay. <laughs> I had no idea what she was talking about. That actually makes a lot of sense. Because now that I think about like New York in that yeah. way, we do have different accents here Big as time. well. For example, yeah. if you go uptown, you hear a lot of yo, you're mm-hmm. dead ass. And then if you go to like more like, I say around the Upper East Side, mm-hmm. you'll hear a lot of proper talk like this. And you're also yeah. <laughs> getting the elements of everybody coming from everywhere else all over the world. And that's another yeah. factor, yes. And it's interesting, yes. though. And But even with both of those things, and even when I went there, I knew, you know, halfway, very early into it, I was like, I'm going to New York. I'm going to New York after. And I had, I was 22. I had a year of school left. I had a 35-year-old boyfriend at the time, real smart in hindsight. I was like, what the hell? What is what? <laughs> Like in hindsight, I'm like, why is what is that? That was stupid on his part. Wait, and how old were you at that time? It was a 13 year age. Oh man, I I never, I never understand that. I don't want to be that guy. We had this whole discussion on set. We can get into that too. Yeah. um, Yeah. In hindsight, I just he was from my hometown. I met him. I think you know, I knew who he was because I went to school the same, not the same school, but the same age with his uh, nephew. I think it was that. That should tell you something. Um, oh my god and so I knew who he was because it was a small town but we just kind of ended up getting together over like the Christmas break and and he just kept saying well when you when you graduate and you come back here when you graduate I'm like oh I'm not coming back here I'm going to New York bye deuces and Mm, I just perfect yeah I just didn't you know because I was like no I left my hometown to experience something different in college and after college I want to experience something different as well and I had no problem with the difference in geography and culture and challenges I was like that's what I was coming here for for all of it and still here (laughs) Mm, perfect segue for that so what year did you move to New York 1997 23 years ago as of June 24th I was like six. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, again, let's get back into it. I think you were about the same age as the last guy that hit on me who lied about his age. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I get reverse cougared like a mother these days. And 
I don't know that I'm into it anymore. I thought I was, but I'm not. I feel like that's a really becoming more of a thing with like guys my what age. What is it though? I don't know. I need an age appropriate motherfucker who isn't, you know, who is available, not unavailable. Well, they're anyway. chasing, they're chasing women my age or younger. That, that's where they are. No, where they're locked in a marriage and can't come visit you. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That's as well. that's not even a thing <laughs> I'm interested in anymore. But it's like. You know, that happened. That starts happening when you're early 30s, mid 30s. You're like, you got to start looking for the wedding ring. You're like, oh, crap. People be growing oh, up man. and living their lives and being adults and stuff. Oh, it's crazy. And then having kids out oh, of nowhere. Yeah. Trust me, I'm starting to see that Your cycle. Your probably starting that already, aren't they? Or oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of my friends already have kids married and all that. Are you yeah. engaged yet? Or is this, is this not about you? Is this about me? <laughs> Well, I can I can put it out there because I already put it out there on a couple other episodes I already uh-huh. recorded. Uh, uh, I'm single now, and I'm gonna just leave no! it at that. <laughs> oh my god, I so was about to say something. Into wow, I was about to like high applause. Wow, I guess I, I guess I should be paying more attention to your Instagram unless you didn't share it there. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. Really oh man, but... uh, okay, I don't know. Sorry if it's sorry. Um, congrat- like not congratulations, but yay if it's a good thing. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm happy. That's, that's all that matters. I'm in a great. I'm in a great place. Listen, I, I'm gonna come at you at 46, like, and especially even from 40 on. My favorite thing is like solo travel and being by myself. Like, I would, I wouldn't mind having someone with me, but it's got to be the right someone. But I tell you what, I agree. Like, I just went to the beach by myself, and it was freaking glorious. Just, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, so relaxing, and I was so happy someone wasn't there. I'm like, this is nice. Just gonna. No, me time. Yeah, me time is always. Yeah, the best especially thing. when there's a balcony, a private balcony, and the way all oh, you hear are the waves crashing. I'm just gonna X out on this bed and not worry about. Fuck shit. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go back to New York. So, when you first like moved here, how was that experience for you? Like transitioning from Ohio to New York. You know, it's it's interesting because I think I think about that a lot because. A lot of people, specifically people in Ohio and my hometown, were very like, really? That's why would you do that? I would never do that. Like there was a lot of I can't believe you're doing that. And it never even crossed my mind as anything I wouldn't do or threatening. Like I was looking forward to every aspect of it. Like I was ready to just hit the ground running. And I mean, so it's 23. You know, when you're young, you think you're invincible. You also think you're an adult and grown up and you know, oh, yeah. know everything and run the world when you don't know shit about shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a, I had a wild 23 year old mm-hmm. year. Yeah. I well, agree. And the <laughs> about it all is like, this was the late nineties. Um, so it was the dot com boom. So the economy was just bursting at the seams. Like there was just nothing but life and like love and laughter and, you know, just a party. I arrived at a party and it's, New Yorkers have this like usual lament that people that had been here, you know, for earlier years and even in the eighties, everyone likes to lament that you know, New York goes through changes. Like a lot of the clubs were dying uh-huh. and things like that. But I'm like, I'm 23. I'm fresh out of the Midwest. This is amazing. Nothing's dead. This is everything, you know? And, um, <laughs> but I came here with such like ambitious goals, you know, to be a performer. And I actually, I, I came really pursuing um, television and film because as much as I loved, you know, what I went to school for, I was burnt out on theater because it's intense when you go. Mm. It wasn't even a conservatory, but when you study anything really intensely, you know, it's hard. And I did it for five years and three summers, like like solidly nonstop. So I did those auditions as well. 
and it was no internet existed back then. You had to get backstage in print every Thursday or Wednesday, I think it was, from the bodega for yeah, the yeah. calls. And but it was, oh my gosh, it was a crazy. good time. And but it, the other irony is that um, I came here very specifically. I'm like, I don't want to meet anyone. I am not looking for any man. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to go on dates. Like, I was just so hyper focused <laughs> with being like an act. Honestly, I wanted to be a star. Who does that when they're young? And but of course, yeah. like I arrive here. I like work at Bath and Body Works because that was my job in college, and they're the same all over the country. It was my first ridiculous job. Um, and then my manager is like, "You want to go out?" Uh, so I just hung on her coattails and we went out to a, a bar that's actually right around the corner from where I live now in the East Village called Bar 16. Bar oh, 16 and I roll up in there and what happens? Meet this adorable dude and he becomes like my first boyfriend in the first 10 minutes of being here and <laughs> ruined all of my, you know, plans of not having that happen. But, you know, not a good thing, not a bad thing. It's just a thing. And It's a learning yeah, experience. Just, it used to be, I was pretty pissy about a lot of the things that happened back then as you are with relationships but um you know hmm. people introduce you to things in the city when when you get here and they think it's cool and you're like i've never seen cocaine before in my life what is this you know? so, <laughs> it was a real hard introduction to new york within the first few weeks of getting here um so those those are all those I stories see. Keon, if you want those you know Oh no, those stories are great. I'm loving it. Well, right that was but, funny. Um, we went on a we went on a date, and I remember we went to a movie, and then he's like, we went to back to that same club, and the reason he was at that club is because his Brazilian cocaine dealer lived upstairs. Brazil, shout out Ray Ray. I know you. Yeah, shout out to Hi, Ray, Ray Ray. I miss you. Um, Former yeah, guest of the show. <laughs> we all sag short film together. Um, but we, you know, you just went to a lot of house parties back then, and all of a sudden these crazy ass lines of cocaine are being poured on the table and they're like a ruler long and an inch wide. And I'm just, you know, dumbass Midwestern blonde me is just like, no, nah, no, it's okay. I don't need it. It's okay. I know it's expensive. Go ahead. You guys go ahead. <laughs> you know? so oh my this God. Is, I'm like within less than a month of me being here. So yeah. And he was from Oklahoma too. So he can suck it. <laughs> so, oh yeah, man. He's from he was, Oklahoma. He's been here oh for a God. year, and I guess he just went hard into the scene. But like, New York was kind of like that all the time. Like, people would just cut lines and leave them on the top of the the uh, toilet paper roll for you. And I'm like, really? I came to use the bathroom, not uh, do drugs. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye. The bathroom is always a spot to for someone to do cocaine. Oh, I yeah. noticed that and I'm a lot. Sure, it's. I think cocaine has like its. Uh, it's good during affluent times. Like it's a bad, you know, like when things are good, that's when you do it. It's like the rich white people drug, but yeah, it's just, uh, uh, I had a bad experience uh, with cocaine. And, well, I learned, um, <laughs> God, I'm so, what are you making me reveal? Keon, this is zero news to any of your friends. Hey, um, this is the Chris chat podcast. We talk about everything on this. Friends, but, um, yeah, then I, I kind of learned, uh, why men are so willing to give that to women back then, because it kind of makes you really drop your guard. And I was like, Oh uh, yeah. And then, then once you learn, it's like, you know, it, I would be terrified to do anything these days. Cause it, it's got three freaking flakes of what's, um, what's the fentanyl in it and you're dead. Um, but that wasn't a concern back then, yeah. but, um, 
when you start realizing you're professing your love to like people you just don't like, and it's like, yeah, this is not good stuff. I just, can I just have yeah. like a freaking rose or like cosmopolitan? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sit in the corner and think about my life choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, what got you back on track with acting, and what what made you want to pursue um, it more? Well, I was I was really pursuing it. It was just again back then, um, because I went to for film and television. You know, in the way the nature of things, everything was a cattle call, a massive cattle call. Even stage jobs as well. Like I went to the open call for Rent, and you know, with zero freaking musical training. I was a dancer. I had dance training, but I didn't have vocal training and rent was super hot back then, you know, and I, you would wait on lines on sidewalks for hours. And it was the same with film and television. And, you know, I got cast in things here and there. I was on late night with Conan O'Brien. Um, yeah. Hey, and, tell it. You know, like, cause I, I took a job after a while. I was like, Oh, I need to get better routes in here um you know because this is you're just you're lost in the slush pile basically even at those open calls and i started seeing a lot of the same people at those cattle calls and they weren't really like i didn't want to be associated with them just in the sense that it was clear they didn't have any training and they were just kind of schmucks and but i kept seeing the same people and uh then i got uh called in for an audition for one um i think it was something like welcome to Oneg, it just wasn't SAG, um, and it was in Jersey, and I went over, and he had this massive pile because your headshots were all hard copy headshots, and it was just this pile, probably a foot and a half high, with others even around it. And I was like, "Are those all the submissions you got for this role?" He's like, "Oh no, these are only the submissions I've selected for this role that he was having me read for." And then he's like, "That's what I got for, for this." production or this project and, I, and he points to the corner of his apartment it was in jersey city and behind the door it was like five stacks of like waist-high headshots and, uh, so when you see wow. a visual of what is your competition is i mean obviously not everybody because there's other roles that were in there but when you see yeah. it like that you're like oh my god <laughs> how do you stand out in this, you know um, so you just, you just kind of, it's like trial by fire and, you know, and error and everything. And just every little bit, I just consumed the information as much as I could because I didn't really have any direction with it. I was just like, what do you do? You know, how do you, how do you get in the room? How do you find the information? And it was always backstage. That was always where it started, whether you were union or not. Yeah. Mm. Tell us about your audition for Welcome to Oneg. Does everyone know that we're co-stars? That we're amazing in it, you and me? (laughs) Yes, they do. Um, (laughs) We're going to touch on some similar topics for that one. I think you know the story. Is That was on um, Actors Access, I believe. Or no, Craigslist, I think, even. Because I look on all kinds of places, you know, for casting calls. And I saw that and I was just like, um... I, th- I forget what the breakdown was, but it was amazing. Um, sidebar, everyone needs to go to the Indiegogo for it because uh, um, I don't yes. know if you mentioned it with Ray's uh, uh, podcast, but, you know, the coronavirus has really effed everybody in the A and, you know, Delphine is our writer and producer and she needs some help getting it post-produced. Um, it's welcome to Onig short hashtag, I think is what it is on Indiegogo. Everyone go there. Give some money, whatever. Give yes. me Um because you need to see me eat Keon's face off, literally, kind of. Actually, metaphor, <laughs> metaphor, <laughs> um, but that uh, 
I the breakdown, I was like, um, yes, me, yes, yes. I think it was like bold, you know, strong forties. I'm like, yes, blonde. And I'm like, really? Are you talking to me? Because you're talking to me. Um so when oh, it was in shit. Long Island City, I think you went to the location for your audition as well. Um and Yeah, I did, yeah. Again, back to being reverse cougared, uh <laughs> the uh <laughs> 28 year old who i assumed was 28 turned out to be like 20 minutes past 25 and yeah like Fuck. 10 minutes past 25 um so 20 years younger than me everyone you're welcome get into it uh we were supposed to hang out <laughs> like we were in jersey and i was he asked me to come see him and after a job that i had that was right by where he was in jersey city and i was going to spend the night and because of that i was like the audition was the next day and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't think I can, you know, it just didn't seem efficient to travel backwards because then we were going to go to work together the next morning. But of course men are to do, uh, he either lied or just lost interest or whatever his little lion punk ass did. He backed out. Maybe he had a legitimate thing. He didn't remember. He said he had a priority. Um, but so he canceled. And so then I was like, Oh, okay, great. Now I can go to the audition. And then, I was just like having such a hard time that night that I, even though I was going back home, I'm like, I don't think I can go to this audition because I was just exhausted and had a headache. And and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So I emailed Delphine. I was like, Hey, can I send you a video audition? Cause I don't think I can. My audition was like nine in the morning. And um, she's like, yeah, but we're making decisions quickly. Uh, so if you can, you got to get it in by this date. But I, you know, I regrouped. I, um, what is it? Cowgirled up and whatever, all those other things that people say these days. What do the kids say these days? Yeah. You know, yeah. The kids. Um, and just pulled myself up and, you know, managed to get there. And because I think she might have given the sides early. So I had a little bit of time to read it and showed up for her and Leah. And, um, and oh, yeah. Both of them. And they gave me some notes and, you know, as auditions go, for those of you that don't know, you never know what the hell people are thinking. And they kind of, I thought they gave me side eye and were like, thanks, that's, we've got enough. And that was that. <laughs> and I'm like, and I left not feeling like I wasn't unhappy with my audition, but you just don't know what the other side of it is. And it doesn't mean that you did anything bad. It just means maybe you're not what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, so I leave and then, you know, and had all kinds of issues with the kid or whatever, <laughs> the kid. Um, he's, he's a little bit younger than you, Keon. <laughs> I think maybe by oh, year, shit. Like, you're a grown-ass man. Oh, man. Re- um, oh, yeah. Real quick, though. What was your thoughts reading the sides when you first got it? And what did you think of the character, uh, Sheila? I'm trying to remember the side first. that they selected. Because uh, it was kind of long, I felt like. Um, no, I liked it. I dug it. But I didn't fully understand um, at the time of the side... Um, because uh that you know it was a fast food restaurant it was really that we served cadaver parts and you know i learned all that later (laughs) uh no i thought it was very well written i thought it was cool i thought it was creative because that's another thing about the way i approach acting and projects now especially being a writer like i have to it has to be smart it has to be well done i have to be into it if you're you know i'm sure you go to them too like you get a lot of crap and it's just like, oh, yeah. maybe if you're going to pay us, you know, five, six figures, I'll do it. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I'm not doing crap yeah. for nothing. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. How do you get in your zone to become another character? Um, I do a lot of, I don't want to say, not necessarily research. Um, but when uh, I read the breakdowns 
looking for what uh, what they're looking for. Like I take those adjectives very seriously and I kind of sometimes add my own adjectives to it and oftentimes draw from other characters that I think might be similar. Um, Cause I, I love a lot of TV shows and, you know, anything that's well done. Sometimes you can sort of, you know, take those elements from things you really like and be like, Oh, and for Sheila, like, I don't want to say she was a dominatrix, but she had that line. You know, getting in your face, <laughs> uh, being a fetishist, and because that was a very funny line. Because even though this was a you know a metaphorical world that we were, you know, these undead people, and but it's very accurate. Like there would be fetishes that would sh- fetishes that would show up. To a yeah, and and the way you was moving with that, it really helped me remember <laughs> my lines because all I remember was your movements. It was like, okay, I gotta say this. Yeah, and, she and that's why like this. you know. Uh, for those listening, you know, we had our own little private uh, rehearsal section session before because I wanted you to be comfortable. And I'm like, I'm going to climb over this table at you. And my character had these uh, special effects makeup talons that were like daggers. And so I was like, listen, you need to know I'm going to do this because I I think that's professional and respectful of actors. Like you can't just physically come at someone without them knowing it because we're acting. It's, you know, not word. Cool. Yeah. It's and a job at the end of the day. And it's like, I'm not going to touch you in a way that's going to make you uncomfortable or do something that you don't know I'm doing. We make choices. Yeah, exactly. And once we yeah. both agree, then we're I was so both happy team players. Yeah. I was like, listen, I'm going to be real psycho and in your face. <laughs> Just And she chose the still from that. I love that still. Yeah, hell yes, yeah. That was so it. dope. Like, I, I can't oh, wait man. To see the final product because even the. Yeah, everyone oh, go to the Indiegogo because even the minute that she did the director's cut is so good. And it features your boy Keon and yes. all of it. And then I come in. Yeah, I, I played it on the top of the show. So, yes. yeah, people are going to like hear it. Yeah, yeah the, the audio version. So what did you think of Ray and I oh when meeting so, us at the I'm table? So happy. I, I have such a girl crush on Ray. She's freaking adorable. Love it. Um, no, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's a weird, you know, I'm sure you're into vibes. Like, you can get vibes about people, like, even Delphine, like everybody oh, yeah. in the room, I, you know, cause I know I have kind of strong energy a little bit, you know, a little bit sometimes, you know, that is just, it is what it is. And I think that goes back to me growing up around a lot of boys, um, you know, and just what your personality is, but you can just, you can just tell when you're going to get along with people. And then we all introduced ourselves the first time around and it was immediate that everybody was professional. Everybody was going to be on point and it was going to be, an amazing experience and it was oh hell yeah hell yeah the day of the shoot what was the actual shoot of the day yeah um yeah i was into it i was excited because that's when it kind of comes to life i mean i know i went there the day before to check out the space because i'm glad i did because there was fabric on the table i didn't know that was going to be there and that changes the way you move that changed yeah and oh yeah um, no i i it goes back to the whole professional thing because it's professionalism on both sides. And I was like, wow, this is, this is top tier set direct set directing and camera and technical crew and like Delph- Delphine Bettier. Yeah. It's Bettier, right? How you say her name? Her last name. I, bu- I believe so. She's French, I know. We're so I'm sorry. Delphine. Um, uh, <laughs> no, she assembled a really incredible team and, you know, I was just super impressed with it. And Leah, you know, as a producer, a lawyer, and is now producing films. 
and you know, not for nothing, but put women in charge, shit gets done. <laughs> oh, I I loved it. I'm so happy. You know, there was like other dudes yeah. there too for crew, but like just knowing it was just mainly women in charge, I felt very comfortable, well, and I was like, I know this is gonna go. Because I tell you what, like. Yeah, I don't understand why guys don't get that. Like, that's the best thing that you can be. Like, men who are the champion for women, you know, that's a, that's a, probably the sexiest thing you could be. The ones who are threatened in any way, that's what turns us off. It's like, why? Why, man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I thought I was super excited. I was looking forward to the makeup. I was looking forward to seeing Ray's makeup. Um, yeah, just watching. I love watching... Um, the production elements as well like that's something that I'm interested in that I became interested in in later years because like we all like performing we all like acting but we know you know there's limited roles even for the top level people there's not always work available and but I just the creative process in general to me is like starts with the word you know the idea the words on the page moving it through the production process and even you know, every aspect of it. Like I watch things like, Oh my God, that was incredible editing. Oh, my, this is excellent music. Wow. That, that was, that's a hella great, you know, shot and set. Yeah. Did you have any like ritual whatsoever to prepare yourself um, for the film? To make sure I knew my lines flawlessly, which I did not, I don't think that was, we talked about that too. Cause I was, it was bizarre because we didn't have, we weren't, they, she didn't ask a lot of time of, of us at all, but because it was during the holidays, I hated that I couldn't give it the time that I wanted. I, I just found that so strange that I'm like, why can't I devote more time to this? So once January came around, I was like, no, this is it. We're into it. And um, the day before, you know, it was just, I think I reread the breakdown and just wanted to really know who she was. I was sent, um, I sent Delphine a couple of questions. I was like, she really wouldn't crack jokes, would she? You know, because I think I was, you know, adding that, my element to that. And I was like, no, I don't think she would be funny in this. Yeah. Regard. She's serious. She takes this job serious. And she gave me a great, a great example of feedback. Um, um, Yvonne DiCarlo from the Munsters. It's like that kind of dry humor. I don't know if you're familiar. That's a joke for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I'm actually, am. yeah. Example. Because I'm like, I think I'm giving her an element that she doesn't have. You know, it's, I'm putting myself, because to me, this is what I feel an actor's job is. And it's a challenge for myself and it's a challenge for everyone. You shouldn't, even though it's suspension of disbelief when I'm on camera or on stage, you shouldn't be looking at Kristen Booth. You shouldn't be seeing me. You should be seeing the character I'm there to play. And if I'm not, I'm not doing my job. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Hell yeah. Tell us about other like TV and other films TV, and commercials you work. You know, it's kind of it swings wildly because sometimes I get really focused on theater, which I have been in the past years. I was really wanting to become Equity, which is the uh, Broadway and stage level union. For those who don't know, I and I I'm Equity member candidate. Um, the most recent uh, Equity productions that I were in, even being non-Equity technically, uh, I was I played a role in Enron. Um, it was a Broadway play. Uh, yeah. And um, it was Sweet. by this equity um, theater company. And I played this character named Claudia Rowe. Uh, it was, that was really cool. Like it's, and you're around professional actors and 
Uh, and then another, a second one was called um, All Gone West, um, about like a 40s jazz club. And I played two prostitutes and a hitman. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, awesome. Um, but in a super classy way. And from the last prostitute, they were like brothel women, you know, because it was a different time. Uh, the quick change was literally like 15 or 20 seconds for me to become the hitman, And I had to figure that out myself backstage, but I like stuff like that. It was super cool. Wow. Pictures of it on my wall. And yeah, no, it must've been very challenging, but at the same time, like yeah. you're in the zone, you're well, in the moment the and you're like ready to I go. Just, it was literally, I just bounced around, you know, the, uh, the backdrop and said, Hey, wait, hey, in as deep as voice as I could get. And I shot this prop gun, um, <laughs> and the director in rehearsal, a funny thing happened. The director gave me a direction for when it shoots for my arm to go up like they do in the old timey, you know, films. Uh, cause I wasn't doing that. And he's like, Hey, can you yeah. jerk your arm up after it shoots? And I was like, sure. And I was like, Hey, really? but, you know, pulled the gun and they had the sound effect and I jerked my arm up and I broke the sconce. And class went everywhere. And I just stood there and I'm like, oh no, oh no. Like, Is that the only one you have? Because it was like days before we opened. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, set designer. <laughs> but nobody cared. But it was just, oh, of all man. the places I could have been standing, I'm there and I shatter the freaking set dressing. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Well, those are like, backstage stories. <laughs> I also got stuck in my dress. Uh, the zipper got caught on the fabric for the first prostitute. And um, we were we were doing tech, so there wasn't anyone in the audience, but we were doing it as you should have been. And I started having a panic attack because I couldn't get out of it. And the stage manager was like, I can't deal with this. I got to go. And just left me there backstage. And, <laughs> and one of the other, like, super Fuck. top level, like, so professional actors. I think he's in his 60s. And, like, I started, like, panicking. And I'm like, give me, give me out. Give, give me out. Because the dresses can get really tight on your torso and... My rib cage and my full <laughs> D cup is in full effect, and I was freaking out that I couldn't breathe. And he managed. I was like, "Just pull it, just pull it off of me, just get it off." Because I was having such a meltdown. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, it was a small production; like, there's no one around, and I'm like, "Oh my god, the stage manager just left me in the lurch like that." <laughs> yeah. yeah, but those are always crazy. you know the experience that you have. Like, I'm sure you might feel this way too. Sometimes you just don't want to go to audition, an audition for whatever reason. Maybe you're just dragging, but then you're like, no, I want to go. I want to see what happens. Like what can happen? And welcome to Onig is an example of what can happen because yeah. when you asked me about that. Uh, I got the email and I was having such a bad day. I think it was more follow up with that kid. And I was like, oh, great. More bad news. And like, I, cause I could only see the first sentence and it was like, thank you for coming to audition. I'm like, oh, great. More rejection. And then I open it and she's like, we loved your audition and we want to give you the role. And I'm like, you shut your mouth, shut your whole face. Yo, that's <laughs> I, so I was like, this funny. Is most, it was the most unexpected email. Cause you know, you get a lot of rejection in this no, same really? happened for me, and I was having oh a shitty God. day too. Virtual yeah, because you know what's funny? I was going through. I was going to a premiere as you do for um <laughs> this other film I was in called this uh, for the uh -huh. <laughs> for the subject, and yeah, and you know I was going with my ex girlfriend at the Ooh, time, dude. and like we were fighting, so we we're at this premiere, we we're mad as shit at each other, and 
we well, couldn't really sucks. enjoy yeah, like seeing me on the fucking game. screen. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, so as soon as I got back home, I saw the email. I was like, oh, oh shit. but see, it wasn't like, that. I was so what excited. Kind of day it was, but I remember opening it and just like literally being in the pissiest, bitchiest, like haterade doused mood and that's cool that it happened like that for you too because isn't that that's the most unexpected thing and i'm like and i had no idea this was a sag film and that i now qualify for sag you know it only took 23 years bitches um <laughs> to get, live your live your dreams people um, oh definitely definitely <laughs> yeah, join as plan. soon as you, you can know, coronavirus is really thrown wrench in a lot of things yeah fuck shit um, up yeah. yeah no i was super excited about that i didn't um you know, because I was doing other, you'd ask me about other things. I'd been on a couple, I kind of dove headfirst back into um, being on film sets because I don't like being, I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm probably going to offend some people and I don't give a shit, but an extra is not acting. You are background, <laughs> you are set dressing, you oh, are it's not. off to the side when the camera ain't even on you. And it's just not challenging. It doesn't require any yeah. craft and you know, people argue, well, you have to know how to behave on set. I'm like, yeah, that's just manners, you dumbass. Like, you don't know. You don't know that you just don't. Yeah. Also, it's near <laughs> a boat. You don't run up to a star and be like, hey, 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 hey. you don't swoon. It's code. <laughs> um, but, yeah. No, for real. You're absolutely I got right. A couple, things have improved greatly since what I mentioned back when I got here. Like, things are more efficient. You know, they actually pay you for stuff. You get IMDb oh, yeah. credits. That's why I did those, because I got IMDb credits. I ended up, um, and I don't have any problems speaking up or stepping up anymore, um, whereas you think you're you're not allowed to do that when you're younger. And I was on uh, this film called The Reunion with... Um, I forget who's, I don't, the actor, the writer is also the lead. Um, yeah, the re, there's, there's Just like IMDb a million reunions. <laughs> got, Dave Rosenberg is the writer. It's like the reunion 12. Um, uh, but they were, okay, gotcha. you know, they told us, you know, they bring, you bring your wardrobe changes. You're going to be people, you're going to be guests of this reunion. And, but they were, it was really cool. It was on this patio outside at this location in Brooklyn and they had a, designed nicely and all the actors the principals were really talented and really cool and um and the one there was one like featured background um i don't know if he was background he was you know cast he was the bartender and i hear the the casting directors talking when we're all on holding and they're freaking the fuck out and they're like listen our bartender's not coming because it was an it was a ridiculous call time, like two or three in the morning or something. We shot overnight, you know, it was a thing, one of those things, you know. So you got to be mentally prepared for that. You got to take naps before. And I hear them. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, they had chosen a different outfit for me, but I had a black skirt and a white button up. And they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He's not going to be here. He's not coming. What are we going to do? And I just got right the F up and was like, hey, I can be here. But I'm sorry. I was like, I overheard you. I heard your bartender actor is not coming. I was like, I can do that if you want. And I had black and white. And they were like, you can? Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like, you're, I'm solution-based these days in everything. Let's be efficient. Let's get the job done. Yes, I can do that. I can literally make drinks also. You know, not even acting, making drinks. And um, it ended up working out. <laughs> I got credit when the others didn't because it was an actual role. They were like, thank you. Like, seriously, thank you. We didn't know what we were going to do. And I'm like, um, not a problem. Like, but I just happened to hear them and you know, that's what I mean about training and knowing things. And also maybe just being a little bit older, like they're all sitting there 
you know, people are just waiting. They're waiting to be plucked from oblivion. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I hope you pick me. No, step the fuck up. Don't pick me. Let me tell you what you're, you're going to cast. I'm May. And there was uh, an actor who came from the West Coast to be in it. And he had like a dance scene. And he ended up like jumping and doing the worm, you know, or something. Like he was doing all these crazy moves. Oh, and he busted man. His, his button blew off. And like, it's like, but he was one of the actors that my character interacted with at the bar the most. And then they, you know, they changed the camera and do all the different angles. And you know there's continuity uh that's required and nobody was saying like i'm because i like to pay attention i like to watch all these things now and watch you know asking what kind of camera they use any gemini on that one um and they changed the angle and uh, uh i think his name his character name was chase and he's standing there at the bar and i was like chase and i was like your drink it's right there and he's like what and i was like your drink because he has to for the other scene he picked it up and drank it if it wasn't there <laughs> it was gonna look ridiculous and editing yes oh yeah so, fuck up the continuity oh man yeah happen. and you know there's a lot going on and i ain't background i ain't set dressing i know what's up dude you need to drink and, and he like he didn't even know but yeah he has lines and he was worrying about like he wasn't even thinking of that and he was like his face was like oh shit thank you you know <laughs> yeah i kind of i kind of you know you're not always the That's boss so and cool. i have a problem not being the boss sometimes but i can dial that back you know <laughs> and that's why you had a perfect role for Sheila and it just made Indeed. all the that's sense why in the it's world. Like you can be you know cuz they that's what they say about women you're bossy and it's like no you're just you're not bossy like but they say it in negative terms. It's like no, it's just you're directing, you know, even mm. I understand when it's not my role but like that's what I when you asked about that when they uh, the breakdown I was like oh yeah, I can be her. We are back. Yay! Um, in the short break that we took, I realized um, you need to spill some tea. What did Ray talk about? <laughs> oh, we we talked we in... talked about a lot. You can just yeah, I'm gonna have yeah, to listen. Yeah, to yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> For sure, I know. Well, you just told me that earlier today that you had Ray on, so I'm like, oh no, we got the whole class. yeah, yeah. It was it was similar topics, and then I asked her about like other stuff too. So yeah, it was a, it was a great conversation. Yeah, we had. We had our own non-recorded podcast uh, uh, when we were back in the hallways. Oh, the yeah. We were left, left alone in the Oneg office. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we yeah because we got to hang out in the hallway. That's true. We, the side hallway and the back hallway. And it smelled yeah. like a lot of weed from the other room. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I don't Whatever they were there to do, they didn't accomplish it, I don't think. Jeez. I'm surprised they were able to walk they, out. They did, um, they did yeah. order a lot of food, though. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so they had they had the that weed <laughs> that gives oh you yeah cheese. absolutely um, if any, if anyone wants to see what we look what me and ray look like in our special effects makeup i've got several pictures on my insta my on the, on the gram i'm at produced by booth which is my company nice go check us out my nails and ray's crazy you know she had the cool special effects oh yeah you know i was asking her about that and it was just funny what she told me on like her podcast episode and it was just did she tell you? She yeah, had she had a, it was pain off? in the ass for her to take all that shit off. Oh, man. I feel so, I feel what? so bad. I don't know what they put on her teeth. She said it took yeah. like days. She had like, they gave her like rotten teeth makeup and it didn't come off. And she's, this girl's a knockout. She's stunning. So it's like, oh, she walked around looking like she had mouth. They were like, you're really Frankie. So. <laughs> 
some other girls were probably like, "Ew, good. I'm gonna get the pet. She doesn't look good." I was like, "No, you're not. She's talented." Oh no, she's awesome. What do you think is? She's... Oh, sorry about that. Sorry to cut you off. Say what you're gonna say. Mm. No, I'm just gonna say I love her. I, I like. These are the things about doing projects are the people that yes. be, you know talking to me right now because of it. Absolutely, and it's crazy if you didn't go to that audition. This this podcast yeah, would not I, happen I, I right now. I waffled on that di- audition so many times. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be super filthy right now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get boned sideways by this hot young guy. I'm not going, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Clearly, that didn't work out for me, as is my life, despite what people think. Oh, shit. I wish I had as much sex as people <laughs> I don't, FYI. So. Uh... Call me a but you never know. Some, some, a lot of, a lot of guys <laughs> listening to this right now, they'll probably hit up your Instagram. I'm sure. Yeah, don't DM me. Just if you're gonna DM me, you better spell all your words right and be smart. What, what do you think is the perfect DM for a guy to uh, hit a woman up? Honestly, the perfect pickup line in general, and this is literally the guy that I met that I mentioned back when I first got here in the first three weeks that took me on the cocaine <laughs> date. Uh, that was not the greatest thing but when i met him in the bar he walked right up to me held out his hand and said hi my name's insert name because i didn't even give it i ain't even dropping his name on here um uh hey like literally that's the best pickup line ever just walk up and say hi and introduce yourself you don't gotta do a lot of nonsense and you know be ridiculous and i mean sometimes you know guys can be witty and they can pull it off but just be normal what about on social media what about on social media? What should a guy say? Because, you know, saying, hey, my name is so-and-so, I don't think that's going <laughs> to really work. I mean, it has. Like, honestly, just when you walk in, like, hey, you don't have to say any kind of, you know, stupid stuff. Like, and don't go all for appearance. It's like, well, yeah, obviously you like the way we look if you're approaching us. You ain't going to come over for ugly. <laughs> 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 yeah. Honestly, like being a creeper is the worst though. Don't just sit there and stare. Like, Oh yeah. Because like, honestly, you know, I know a lot of guys aren't always bold, but that is attractive. Do you do dating apps? No, God, no. I used, before dating apps, I used to meet guys from Craigslist a lot. Oh my was, God. Again, before your time, we used to meet each other from AOL chat rooms and things and, so I used to meet guys a lot. It's just a lot of talking most of the time. Um, and a lot of people did that. Like, you'd meet on the street corner first or at the bar. And, you know, it was okay. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it would work out. and uh, But most of the time it was a disaster. And because I don't, no matter, you know, like I sent you my headshot, people will see it. You can curate the fuck out of your pictures. And oh, you yeah. You can in the picture, but I don't. Personally, you will never, ever, ever get chemistry from a picture. Ever. I agree. You, ever. You can't. You have to do that in person. So you can chat online and do all that stuff. And then you meet in person. And quite frankly, in recent years with that stuff, it's just been crash and motherfucking burn. And like, not only would I not like talk, like, I wouldn't want to, like, if someone that I met offline asked me for a date in person, I wouldn't be interested. Mm. But I don't think I would even like I wouldn't even have noticed those people initially. And I don't mean that in an insulting way, just meaning I wouldn't have been interested in them. It's so funny. You say that though, it's be- because of chemistry. <laughs> Not only that, I was telling, I was actually talking to Ray about this, about online dating and how I feel about Ray it. is married. I know, I, I know, I know, but I, I forgot, I, I, I forgot what, no, but th- it has nothing really to do with online dating, but even uh-huh. though it does, I feel like 
online dating is not real and it's not natural. It's not. It's very and it, forced. Yes, and, very... and it fucks up the flow of the universe. Because we, we got it <laughs> in a whole How universal so? talk. Yeah. How so? It's because, uh, if you, you ever seen the movie The Butterfly, um, Butterfly Effect? Yeah, with um, Ashton Kutcher? Yes, yes. So it's, yeah. it's something like that. I feel like if you meet a person online, a person you're not really destined to supposed to meet, you're forcing to meet this person because of yeah. technology, that's fucking up the flow of like... And also, it's like... It's the same thing on all aspects of being online where you're comfortable to do things that you wouldn't do in person and everybody likes attention. And that's, I'm going to use a term I've made it for myself because I learned, you know, in the last 10 years now, um, just emailing and chatting and talking with a lot of guys. Cause there were guys that I wanted to see that I did know that I knew them, you know, met them and was interested in, or, you know, had a day or just met for a drink and did meet them in person. It was like, so when, so to me, that's like, let's move offline, you know, let's hang out, let's spend time together. Yeah. And, but then it was, I started to quickly learn. It's like, oh, they didn't actually want to meet. They just wanted to know that they could. And so now it's just literally just getting the email, the connection, the text, whatever it is, that's enough. And I just call it inbox jerk off. Oh, I'm just inbox jerk off. Oh. He doesn't actually want to like commit to like to be in my presence. Like it's just comfortable to see my name in his phone and you're, I think you, that's what you mean that it fucks up the flow of the universe. The, I mean, I'm sure some girls are like that too, but it's like, it's just enough to be in the phone talking. And I had to ask another guy about that. And, and I was like, why are guys so excited to just chat with you? And he's like, cause and he's like, cause you're a live girl on the other end of the line, giving him attention. I'm like, but I'm not here. I'm not saying, yeah, no, nah, I'm not talking. This was years ago. Yeah. This was I, I don't, I don't really personally for me, I don't really like, talking or texting but unless mm -hmm. i'm really into you like i really if i'm really into what do you mean talking on the phone what I, you mean yeah I, I yeah because for me i just like sharing my energy especially with a woman i'm interested in or like you know whatever we're gonna do with each other mm -hmm. i feel it's more real when we're in person and then i can feel where the vibe is going with this it absolutely is and that's how you learn there are the smartest things that i've read they're like you should never move in or commit to someone until you've traveled with them oh seen, yeah like, difficult situations oh yeah and a couple other things that are like because you don't really know that person until you do know those things and um, that's why, I mean, I know I'm ragging on this young guy, but we <laughs> met, but I was so impressed with him. Like, I mean, he told me he was 28 and I know he only added two years and it doesn't, we had that conversation. I know it doesn't seem like it should be a big difference, but the whole time I just wished he was two years older because I was like, there's no way this can work. He's just still way too young. And even two years older would have been too young. But I'm like, I was so impressed with him. I thought he was so remarkable. He was this macho guy. He seemed way more mature than his age and um but he even lied about it i did you know and he kept like age is just a number age is just a number because i'm making i'm like dude i'm i'm as old as your mom really you're really into this and oh my like, god it's a number and i'm like well no it's not if you had to lie about it but <laughs> and then but that guy i don't want even to say he disappeared he never existed but um you know because it <laughs> just it was just the first impression but like I was so impressed by him. And I'm like, I'm going to hang out with this. And he was all about vibes. And I'm like, I get it. And we were vibing hard. And he even halfway through, like four hours into like meeting him, he mentions that he went to Kent State University. And my head turned like Linda Blair. I was like, say what now? Oh, like, my God. For four hours. And I'm just now learning you went to my alma mater. And this is a Dominican New York kid. 
That is insane. Not only at Ohio, but at my alma mater. And I'm like, that was the end of it for me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're coming home with me, motherfucker. Yo, that is (laughs) fucking hilarious. It was amazing. But I was just like, how? How? What? Why? When? And and I'm mad he was Dominican. Shout out to all my Dominican people out there. I know, but it's he had smart answers for it you know he's just like uh he wanted to experience things other than new york like you said you do and i was like well you definitely did it you know and then i saw his instagram and there's a picture of him holding a rifle and i was like oh my god i was like they snatched your ass up so bad and so fast in new york like here (laughs) here you latin boy shoot this (laughs) oh man i have i have another question for you do you think there's a dark side to craigslist absolutely fucking lutely and when well, what do you mean by dark because there's multiple dark there's different kinds of dark sides to it but exactly my point there is multiple dark sides to it and um, in, in well, your opinion the, what do you think um i actually give much applause and praise to craigslist because i don't know if you know i actually used to work in real estate too and um for like a summer because i was tired of working in marketing and i just all i did was walk around all summer and open up doors to amazing lofts and like hang out in spaces that you can never be in otherwise. Oh, that's awesome. I was terrible at it. I had like a, a, a full-time job that I got laid off from and I just didn't want to do marketing anymore. So I became a realtor and, but Craigslist is where you post most of that stuff. But yeah. You get keys to these amazing lofts. And I literally just ran all over the city and was like, this is amazing. Um, or it's just amazing space. It's not necessarily something you would spend money on if you had. Um, but uh, if you do things wrong, Craig himself will email you and scold you. Uh, if you, I don't know if you're aware of that. Really? He used to be anyway. He would straight up email you and talk to you. And it was like the Craig of Craigslist. That's um, crazy. It was fantastic, though. It kind of made you feel special. And I'm like, ooh, I got scolded by Craig. Um, but the other, when you asked about the dark side of it, the way that you met people was the personal section. And it was either. Oh, the, yeah. Like I've seen that section. Range. It was like male for female, female for male you know, no strings attached, just friends. Like they had categories and then there were casual encounters and you could kind of enter (laughs) any of them. Casual encounters was pretty much, Hey, do you want a bone? Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Um, but you could figure out just by the post, if you even wanted to tolerate that. Um, but that was for years that, but it was, it was easier to do those sites versus dating apps because you didn't have to put in any personal information on the flip side of that. That's to answer your question is that that's where the dark side comes in. And that's where the bad element that I didn't even know existed until, you know, later years is almost, I think 90 something percent. We're going to shout out to Ashton Kusher again. (laughs) Um, No, like 90 something percent of human trafficking now happens online. And a lot of it was happening on Craigslist. Craig took down the entire personal sections. I don't even know if you know that. A couple of yeah, years ago. Yeah, I noticed that. Stop it. He ended it. And I'm like, good for you. Fucking good for you. Like, praise be. I mean, it ended, you know, adults, consenting adults doing whatever they want on any level, which is totally fine. Because that's my opinion about that. It's like, you can do whatever the hell you want. If you're both adults and you're not coerced and you agree to it. Like, I'm not judging anybody for anything. Um, but it's when someone has a power advantage or you're taking advantage or you're harming someone. Exactly. And, and because it couldn't be controlled, they ended it. And because I didn't even know that until because I was off of it for years. And then I was like, oh, I guess I better start seeing people again. You know, I can't not going to meet anybody here in my bed. And I went looking for it and I didn't even know it was gone. And I saw why. 
Wow. I was actually very, very impressed because very few people in companies will do stuff like that when they lose money and they don't care that girls are being harmed. And Craig wasn't that guy. So big ups, Craig, up to Craigslist. Thank goodness. Thank fucking yeah. goodness. Do so you have any still other dark elements on there, but um that was a step in the right direction. That's super impressive. And Ashton Kutcher actually has an organization <laughs> that bites it. That's why I mentioned him. Gotcha. Did, did, did you, um, damn, that's funny. It's, that's funny and crazy and horrifying all at the it same is. time. It is, yeah. I just Everything's very cyclical and circular and butterfly effecty. Do time. you have a crazy, like, Craigslist story? <laughs> I have a lot of them, but, um, well, the most recent one, um, I met a guy this is a thing that was happening for a period of like six months. All these dudes just started showing up back in my life, in my mailbox, in my inbox, including the first one I'm going to, we call him crack monkey. That's my, the first boyfriend. Crack oh, monkey. Yeah, that's, that's his nickname. Um, he blasted me on Facebook and then he became, he was like, Hey, I'm in town. You want to get a drink? And this is 20 some years later. So I'm like, I'm indifferent to him. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. We can get a coffee, whatever. But it, he became inbox jerk off. It was the same thing. He's like, oh, I didn't really want to do it. I just wanted to know that I could, and, you know, because he never went through with it. And it was him. Then I ran into two other exes on the street. And then someone else pinged me. And then literally, and like almost two of them back to back in one day. And one of them was a guy that I met on, an Italian guy that I met on Craigslist 12 years ago, emailed me, like, just professing it. It was a total, like, freaking nooner that we had. I'm going to be straight. Um, none of these things <laughs> are secrets about me. And I don't, I don't want them to be. Like, I don't care. Um, now nah, say your truth. Um, Fuck what well, people I think. Just, see, honestly, these days, nothing that I have to say is very interesting, really. It's very vanilla. No, this is really fucking interesting. This is, you have I mean, stories to tell. Well, but I, like my friends know all of this stuff, so it's not shocking anyone. Um, but it's, it's sad because I wish I had better stories to tell. I wish I had more because I got, I've been rejected more than, <laughs> I got, I got rejected more than I got accepted. I'll tell you that. But this no, guy, but you'd be surprised. But you'd be surprised, like, stories like this, like, that you have, a lot of, like, women out there could relate to. Yeah, well, he, um, I think we met at Balthazar, um, and, but this is, this is a Craigslist thing, this is a caveat, and this is the online dating <laughs> thing, is he was just blah, 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 on and on and on, freaking foaming at the mouth, diarrhea of the mouth about how wealthy he was. And I'm like, oh, number God. one, I don't care. Like, that's like, you think this is impressive? This is not what I'm like interested in. Like, he was, he had a good vibe. Like, when we met, like, he was a really nice, likable guy. He was a big guy. He was, it's weird. He was almost like a Midwestern guy, even though he was super Italian. But he just reminded me of wow. guy. And we got along well. I think we had, I don't even know if we had drinks, but we met at like noon at Balthazar. And like, so and literally just vibed so well that it's like, yeah, you won't come back to my studio apartment. And, <laughs> and he did. And but not even like that wasn't even the intention. We were just vibing like we just really got along and like it was nice and it was great at the time. Like it would have been a more exciting story if I were closer to that age. Um, but then we like he was like, oh, I'm going to Italy. Oh, I'm going to California. Yada, yada, yada. Ferrari. Big dog. Cozumel, money, blah, 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 wah, wah, wah. And I'm like, why does he think I give a shit about this? Like, um, 
And then I went to, I moved to California and I lived on the West Coast for a while in 2008 and he was out there and he's like, I'm going to send my car to come get you. We're going to hang out. And, and I was like, uh, okay, cool. Send it to get me, you know? And of Damn. course, Flaky McFlakers in Flakesville, that never happened. Um, <laughs> and, but you know, like I wasn't like emotionally invested in him by any means. So I didn't like, you know, it was just kind of, if you contact me, you contact me. Great. But otherwise, like, it would have been nice to hang out. And also, it's not cool that you're a lying shit and you flaked, you know, especially if you want to hang out with someone that you vibe with. Um, and so then somehow he kept mentioning where he lived in Williamsburg, that he had the entire second floor and that he owned the building. And I ended up having a job out there. And I, he named the intersection and I was working right there at a building at the same intersection. And I'm like, okay, there's a school here, a church here, this building's here. The only building he could possibly live in is that one. And so I go over there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's, that's not a whole second floor. Those are individual apartments. So I go over there and the super walks in and he's like, um, uh, he's like, can I help you with something? I was like, yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm looking for a guy that says he owns this building, has the whole second floor. And he's like, there's no whole second floor. I'm like, yeah, I know. I can tell by the ACs. And I'm like, he's like, who are you talking about? And I said his name. And I'm like, he's like, oh my God, he doesn't have the second floor. And I'm like, oh, and his super, shit. His super just laughed and laughed and laughed. I'm like, he said he owns the building. The whole second floor is his and his dog's. Um, that he does this and this and this. And he's like, he doesn't have any money. It's his wife's money. He's a what? kid. And, um, and I'm, but I'm not even hurt by it because again, I'm not invested in him. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, what did he need to lie about? Like so badly. And I'm just chuckling. So, Cause I wasn't even out to find information about him. It just landed in my lap when I'm realizing he gave up too much information and the super is just laughing and laughing. Um, I can't oh even remember his name. He's a super Italian first name. And, um, and I was like, are you serious? I was like, he's married and has like, he's like, yeah, he's like a five-year-old son. I was like, he's like, he doesn't have a dime. And in hindsight, when he came to meet me, he wrote a Vespa and he pulled off the, um, the license plate and put it under the seat. Cause he parked on the sidewalk. And I'm like, why? Oh, I was like, why are you doing that? He's like, so I don't get a ticket. And I'm like, if you're like daddy fucking billionaire Warbucks, why the fuck do you care? Like, it, yeah, exactly. This is what I'm thinking. Cause in hindsight, I'm like, Mm, that's suspicious. Uh, but also, I don't care. I'm not looking to husband you. Get out. Um, what a poser. And, um, <laughs> and so then I think shortly thereafter, I called him. All. I was like, dude, I met your super. <laughs> he told me. I'm oh, and, uh, shit. But this was years and years and years ago. But I think this was maybe 2017, 18, a couple years ago. He, he pings my email and he's like, hey, I don't know if this is still you. Um, but if it is, just want to know that I've been thinking about you. And um, that was such an amazing night, day and connection and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I like was oh out loud when it <laughs> I'm just like, because it came like minutes after some other dude. I'm like, what is up in the universe that all these dudes are like digging back into the recesses of their brain and that I'm the person they want to contact. And I'm laughing and laughing and I'm like, and I was like, he's like, I don't know, but it was such oh, a and he was going on and on and on about it. And I'm like, uh, and in my head, I'm like, yeah, I kind of remember you, but maybe like honorable mention at best. And I was laughing. I'm like, 
Wow, if you haven't had a better experience than that in 12 years, that's a sad-ass life you have. <laughs> that is so fucking crazy. Yeah, it was just so bizarre that all of these dudes are just, sh- like, the least expected dudes are like, hey, I remember you. Oh, oh man. <laughs> they just want that old thing back. <laughs> I mean, how bored are you that you are digging into an email from 12 years ago and think that that person's life is still the same? <laughs> yeah. Nah, men do that. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. I know women do the same shit too, but like yeah, that's true too. Yeah, women definitely do the same. Yeah, shit. yeah. it's just yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> it's just oh, that... that one was funny no. because I'm like, wow, and I mean, of course, I didn't answer it, but I was just like, and he didn't get a rejection email because it was my same email, but I'm like, huh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, I think you would have had some way better sex in the last 12 years, unless you're still married. I don't know. Oh, man. That, that, that's a whole shit show. <laughs> it's just, but it's just funny. You know, I talk a lot with my girlfriends about, you got a ways to go, Keon, but when you start closing in on 40, like a lot of shit that you think is interesting and intriguing and wonderful or annoying or tor- terrible or horrible, like all of it becomes really meaningless. You're just like, mm. like wow, you're not you know, important. That's not important. No, I want to do this and this and this. Cause you, you just step aside. You're in my way. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm starting to notice that now. Actually. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, you seem a little, sure. you seem more mature for your age, especially for, you know, even compared to other guys your age, but I know you have a, a, a different life history that kind of made you grow up a little faster than others. Yeah, it, exactly. Like my grandma raised me, so that's the reason why mm-hmm. I'm like a little ahead of my time. So did the other kids, <laughs> but uh, different different upbringing. Well, his yeah, definitely different upbringing. He went yeah. back to his mom at age nine, uh, but he yeah, because she had him really young. But um, no, I'm shout out to all the grandparents raising kids. You know, hell yeah, you know? hell yeah. They're, they're definitely an important figure in, you know, people's they lives. Are. I mean, they are even when you have your parents. Like, grandparents. Yeah, that's why sure. this, you know, these lawmakers and preachers that were like, the elderly can go ahead and die for the good of the economy. And they're like, nah, nope. That's not what's going to happen. Fucking assholes. Yeah. yeah. Someone wrote an article that counteracted that. I don't know if it was in the Times or something. But they're like, the elderly are not disposable now or ever. Like, get Facts. Yeah. You are. Oh, man. What do you think is going to be the future, in your opinion, for TV and film once this whole pandemic thing, hopefully it's over? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to, you know, have the same residuals like they're talking about. I I think it's actually going to have a lot of positive things and it's not even going to be exclusive to film and television. But um, I don't know how much you've been watching when I was quarantining in Ohio with my mom. Oh, my God. (laughs) fucking wagon train i swear to god that that goddamn wagon train doesn't ever make it to san francisco and it's always a woman's fault (laughs) what woman do we gotta watch now that's gonna ruin this wagon train getting the same brand Um, oh man (laughs) yeah we would watch uh cnn and mario and andrew cuomo who are were brilliant they were the most like they were the best part of quarantine but when she gets oh yeah we'd have to watch wagon train and gun smoke and i'm like i can't take any of this mom um, but on the, she would go to bed early cause it was, you know, geriatric dinner time at four 30 and bedtime at seven. Yeah. Um, uh, so I would, um, you know, after a while the shows couldn't just keep being on hiatus and I was super interested in American Idol because I was smitten with the kid from Katmandu in Kansas, 
Arthur Gunn. <laughs> I saw him on the first one. I thought that was the most amazing story ever, as a Kansas man do. Um, he was top two, by the way. So I was interested to see if he kept making it because he was just just intriguing as fuck. Um, but when they came back online, what they how they did it. I thought was so brilliant and so impressive and so interesting. And I had to keep watching it, you know, the way a lot of the shows are doing everything now remotely. Yeah. They sent them all the same ring light and microphones. So they were on the even playing field and they obviously had, I think it's Bobby bones or, you know, obviously other set people giving them help decorating their own homes. Um, but I was so impressed because American idol, you know, that's a, mega million dollar top tier level massive production show and they are presenting it on iPhones and it was so impressive. I I couldn't get enough of it. I thought it was brilliant. And that's imagine trying to do that when a viral like imagine even pitching that. Never a thing. No. Never. And I think that's gonna be a thing for a lot of shit. Yeah, it's just impressive how, you know, they you know, people adapted and you know, even for any industry, it's those were that was one of my favorite memes that was like, you know, we can do better for the environment. Um, oil has no value without consumption. Your job can be done remotely. Like a lot of things that became true when your company's telling you none of this stuff can happen. And it's like, yes, it can. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 Last two questions. So I asked every single guest I have on this show, this question. Give it, lay it on me. Have you ever smoked weed? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Any funny stories? You know what? The funny thing about that is um, of all the drugs that I've tried and done, alcohol's been, you know, that's, that's pretty much your gateway for everything when you're young in America. Um, but as far as something you have to inhale, like I was never a cigarette smoker. I was like one of the only dancers who wasn't because that's something you have to teach yourself. Anything you had to do that way, I never really did. And um, I only have one good story with that because my best friend in college, she was from California. Shout out, Annika! Hey, West Coast, baby. We're successful OC realtor now, so I don't know if she'll be happy with this story. Um, oh, my she God. She was the biggest toker, stoner, blazer ever in the 90s Midwest. And um, I just never did that because I also, I don't, I'm not super into pot even these days because I just don't get anything. From, I've never gotten anything from it. Like, I know it varies wildly, but like I've never felt better or felt bad or felt high for the most part with few exceptions. Uh, you, you just had a bad deal. Well, but I, just, I don't know that it does anything for me. And so I'm like, well, I'm not spending my money on something or doing this if I don't get anything. No, I feel it, you. You know, yeah. like to each his own. That's why yeah. I never really liked a lot of drugs either. I, I guess I maybe I have a more high tolerance because I've done I was like we did ecstasy with my friend and i'm like okay so explain oh me what this is God. supposed to be doing and they're like aren't you crazy rolling and i'm like no i'm sober as fuck and now i gotta go buy another 17 dollar gin and tonic <laughs> we were at the limelight and i was super pissed because like, i was spending oh, stupid money on one dumbass drink um but <laughs> the one time i remember being the highest i've ever been the only time i've ever been that high if she had uh, a bong maybe like a foot high bong like the little ones the little ones <laughs> And she controlled the pin. And she's like, I was like, dude, I don't. And we had to go to dance class, um, literally. And I had, like, all the energy in the world. I was ready for it. I was like, let's do two hours of this shit. Let's get into it. And, like, so up and so, like, 
on point with my energy. And so she's like, let's get baked before we go to class. And I'm like, I don't even know what that's going to do. So <laughs> she has me take this bong and then she's like, she's like, okay, I'm going to light it and, you know, do all this stuff. And she's like, suck, 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 suck. You know, she's like, inhale, inhale, inhale. And like the whole column goes opaque, you know, with white smoke and, and so oh, and then she's shit. like, and then she pulls the pin and she's like, suck it in, suck it in. I inhale like basically what looked like white liquid. I couldn't breathe. I thought I was dying. I was choking. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I've seen people, you know, choke. Like I knew that was normal, but I could not get oxygen to save my life. Oh, uh, you probably inhaled too I fast. I just inhaled oh, a man. shit ton of marijuana smoke is what it was. And then um, she had a, like a, like a little red sports car that we had to drive like the two minutes to campus to get to class. And so, uh, so, and we're in the car and I got super stoned out of my gourd and was acting like Chris Barley. And she was, she's like, Oh my God, you have to stop. And I'm like, it's your fault. Like I was ridiculous <laughs> bouncing all over her car. And she's like, I'm never getting you stoned again. I'm like, good. Oh. Um, but uh, so then we get to class and I don't know if you're familiar uh, what hyperextension is. I have hyperextended knees, which means if I sit back in them, they bend like backwards a little bit. And that's like OK. Gotcha. Yeah. And, like it's good for ballerinas, but you have yeah, to yeah. Be, like physically kind of train to not do that, to sit back in them. And like and I'm so stoned and we're like trying to like <laughs> do our, you know, our initial warm up in class. And I'm on one leg and my knee is like, I'm like flailing like a, like a flag in the wind. And the teacher is like, and six, and like, he's dead ass looking at me <laughs> and my face, like, and Annika's like, you're so baked. And I'm like, I know it's your fault. I looked ridiculous and I knew he knew, and I knew he knew she did it to me. Because uh, he knew we were friends and like, she could come to class stoned and it was no big deal. But I'm like, I don't come to class stoned. <laughs> Oh, shit. that's, that's my best so plot story gold. I got for you. I think I was twenty. That years that old. that was that was wonderful. It was bad. Oh though. man, class I know. It was terrible stoned. It was very. <laughs> no dancers don't go to class stoned unless you can do that. Yeah, dancers. Yeah, unless you you can well, perform you can, and be high at the same time. And not act like a jackass. <laughs> there you go. Perfect way to close this out. <laughs> Is that your favorite question? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I I love always asking my guests this question. It's it's hilarious. Yes, for everybody these days. Yeah. Um, not not really. You'd be surprised. Well, there's a was a really successful DJ. She comes to the coffee shop on my block, and I because she has a little long haired dachshund, and I was like, hey, you're back. Like, I mean, like this girl like gets you know sent to those huge clubs around the world and is there for months as a residency. And I'm like, you're a DJ, aren't you? She's like, not anymore. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I've just I've been doing that for too many years. And she's like, and I'm California sober now. And I'm like, what is that? She's like, edibles. Just edibles, no alcohol. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's a thing. You're not sober. You she high. Said, yeah, like, apparently, it's California sober if you just eat gummy bears. You know, it's CBD oh, no. gummy bears. Oh, please. Please. That's the dumbest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah, that was because of my reactions to... I just don't know how things will react. I will react to things like if I'll get nothing or if it'll do something crazy. Um, and, and in the last couple of years, a guy gave me um, a CBD gummy bear. And, and I was like, 
And I had to ask the manager who always talked about smoking pot to calm his anxiety. And I'm like, um, so um, Jake gave me this gummy bear. What's it going to do? <laughs> you know, like, I didn't know. Like, they're like, those are crap. You eat a lot of them. And I'm like, uh, no, that's not my jam. I literally bit like the little tiny ears off of it and it messed me up. And I'm like, okay. Oh, really? Oh, that's wow. what I mean is I don't know. Like, I was like, if I'd eaten the whole thing, I'm like, and I'm texting him. I'm like, what the hell did you give me, dude? I like bit his ear off and I'm like rolling. Oh um, shit. Yeah, so I'm just <laughs> cautious of the unknown. That's what that is. No, nah, I yeah. feel you. Well, Kristen, even though you already t- said your Instagram, where can people find you? Uh, elsewhere? Elsewhere? I well, these days my company name is produced by Booth. That is the website producedbybooth.com. But these are these were my quarantine goals were to get those up and running. It still has I think a content coming soon. Um, those are my projects right now. Uh, but you can All right. you can DM me at Instagram if it's well written and professional. Don't send me trash. Don't be a yeah, creep. don't be a creeper and a weirdo. Just be normal and be smart. Smart is sexy. That's going to be the hashtag smart for this episode. Be sexy. smart and sexy. It is. And don't be a creep. <laughs> be a creeper, yeah. All right, well, um, forward to seeing us on screen, boo-boom. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Thank you so much, Kristen, for being a part of this. This was a great fucking <laughs> hilarious episode. You, you, pull, and... you and I didn't even actually tell you this. Um, I drink hard liquor now. Ever since the holidays and the pandemic, I've been drinking my Mexican <laughs> Coke, but it's been full of rum. So you're welcome. You, oh, Why the fuck not? Why the fuck well, not? All right, Kristen. <laughs> Thank you so right. much. Take care. And we definitely got to do this again in person. Once this <laughs> we we haven't had a rap party. So get Ray, get yourself, get Delphine. I got booze. Let's got fucking booze. do it. Let's right fucking on. do it. All right. Cool. All right, Kristen. Take care. Bye. Peace.